Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, here we are. Here we are. What are you doing? What are you doing today? I haven't talked in a while. Needed to get back on here and talk a little bit. I've got some big news going on and uh, a few things I wanted to talk about. I really, really want to talk about is this, this uh, uh, impending arrest of Donald, Ch- uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump in uh, Manhattan. That's, that's a big one. But what I did want to get to right quick before we get into that is uh, the U.S. Dow uh, took, a, took a nosedive yesterday. It fell 530 points after the Federal Reserve hiked its interest rates a quarter percent amid the uh, banking crisis. Now, I don't know about you, but this is this they can say what they want. And, and I go back to what I've always said before. We give these people far too much credit for being smart. These people are not that intelligent. They this this what is it? Uh, Oh, who was it? Dude, dude, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Okay, he insists that the banking system is sound and resilient. Well, I beg to differ on that because if it was sound and resilient, you wouldn't have these bank failures over and over again. And a lot of them you don't even hear about because I think between the the uh, years of 2002 and 2020, there were over 600 banks that failed in the United States. I could be wrong on that, but I mean the, the exact number, but it's a large amount that you never hear about because so at the end of the day, there is the banking system in this country is all based on confidence. That's all it is. That's all it is. I mean, when you go out and spend $10 on something, that piece of paper is worthless, basically. That's all it is. It's just your confidence that and the and the the uh, person you're purchasing something from is confident that that ten dollars is worth something. That's basically all it is. And when an economy and a population loses confidence in their banking system, things go sideways. Now, I've always I've always been uh, uh, a, a firm believer in in uh, when a politician speaks or a bureaucrat of any kind, when he says when whatever he claims. It, if, if he claims something as a positive, you can bet it's a negative. If it's a negative, you can bet it's a positive. So at the end of, you know, when someone says, when they deny something, you can, you can, and you can assume that it's true. Okay. So right, he, right now what he is doing is he's denying that the economy is in a bad place. Well, you can bet your bottom dollar that we're going to see some tough times ahead. We really are. We've gone from the 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 uh, point of uh, three months of decline in, in GDP twenty years ago was considered a recession, but because the Democrats are in in power and Biden, the bumbling Biden, is is in power, suddenly that definition has been changed. So that lets you know that they're they're moving the goalposts is what they're doing, and and they're doing this on purpose because they want the country to fail. They really do. This is a Marxist attack on America. It, it's, it's being done subverted. They're subverting. They're, 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 they're camouflaged. They're calling it other things. They're using sexual orientation and uh, a race to, to, to attack America. They don't give a damn about the blacks. They, they don't care about slavery. That's not what this is all about. 
It's about destroying America. That's what they want. That's why the billionaires are all on board with this stuff. That's why all billionaires are, are Democrats. They love this. They want you working. They want you miserable. They want you poor. They want you begging them for help. That's what this is all about. They want you to be uh, subservient and uh, dependent on the federal government. That's what this is all about. That's why, that's why bureaucracies do nothing but enlarge. Anytime there's a, um, a law, they expand it. That, that's what they do. They want you to be under their thumb. That's what this is all about. It's all about social control and, well, you know, on a larger scale when it comes to the world, they want depopulation. And I know that sounds crazy, and I've been saying it all along, but it's absolutely accurate. That's what they want. They want, they want you to be completely dependent on the people in charge. That's what they want. And, and, and they're going to continue to do this. It, it, it's, this group of people, this group of, um, you know, I guess progressives, uh, they, they use that word, and it means nothing. It, it means you're supposed to bow down. That's what progressive means. That means you are supposed to, to give in and be subservient to a larger group. Yeah, the people who, who, who feel that they're smarter. You know how these people are. Have you, have you ever met a billionaire yet that wasn't a, wasn't a real pain in the ass? I, I've never, most rich people are like that. And, and, and ultimately, at the end of the day, a lot of them are really stupid. They really are. And this, this Jerome Powell is another one right here. Jerome Powell, uh, Federal Reserve Chairman. Uh, who, who took over the reins of that job from uh, Janet Yellen, who looks like somebody's great-grandma, okay? And she's the one telling you everything's fine, just calm down. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've about had it with these people. I, I believe nothing they say, and you know that, and, and you shouldn't believe it either. And, and tell your friends, tell anybody that's willing to listen, do not believe a word that comes out of these people's mouths. It's not true. It's all done for manipulative reasons. Nothing that happens in Washington, D.C. happens by accident. It just doesn't, especially if it's in the news. If it's in the news, I guarantee it was orchestrated. If it's not in the news, it could actually be an accident. It could be something that happened uh, outside that, that, that uh, structure. But if it happens and it's, it's reported on, I guarantee you there's a reason for it, and it wasn't by mistake. And, and that leads me into this next, this next thing about Trump and this, this trumped-up charge that he's got in, uh, uh, in Manhattan, okay? Th- this, this is, I don't know if you're familiar with how this worked, and a lot of people aren't, and I'm, a, I'm going to assume that most of you are, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it just real quick, just so everybody knows. This, this, this charge that's being brought up by the Manhattan prosecuting attorney, by the way, uh, his name is Bragg. I think his last name is Bragg. He's a black guy. He's a Soros plant. He's, he was, uh, I think Soros put a million dollars into his campaign. He, he, uh, he, he, was, he was put there for a reason. And he's going after Donald Trump. What they want to do, they want to make Donald Trump be the first president in American history to, in, to be indicted for a criminal charge. That's what they want. They want to be able to use that as, as um, uh, ammunition during the 2024 election. That's what this is all about. It's, it's similar to the January 6th uh, insurrection, right? They, they, I said it before it happened. I, I, 
I told my wife, I told everybody, anyone that was listening, I said, if they go down there, if people go down there and they, and they do anything, they're going to use this as a photo op that they, the Democrats love that. And they're still harping on it. They're talking about arresting another thousand people, uh, over that, over that, uh, uh, supposed insurrection. Yeah. Even though there's nothing there, we know there's nothing there. The commission that was brought together had nothing going on. These people in, in prison right now are being held without any kind of constitutional rights whatsoever. This is a, the equivalent of a king throwing people into the dungeon. That's what this is all about. It, it, it absolutely 100% is what's going on. They, they, they have no constitutional, they, they have not been allowed to see lawyers. They have not been, they have not been charged. They are being held. And there is no, and what's funny is no one's saying anything about it. No one's, no one's doing anything about it. That's why, that's why I think the, the Republicans as a whole are pretty much just useless. They, they really are. They, they should, they should be storming the, the Bastille, basically, like in the French Revolution. This is ridiculous. You've got, you've got people sitting in jail who did absolutely nothing wrong. At the very most, they were probably trespassing. And you've seen the, you've seen the videotapes. You've seen the, the surveillance tapes. The police, the police offered them, they, they asked them to come in. They showed them around. It was like they were taking a tour of, the, of Congress. It's ridiculous. But anyway, back to this, this uh, charge against Donald Trump. What they're saying is, Back in just prior to the 2016 election, Donald Trump, they're, they're accusing him of paying off a porn star, Stormy Daniels, so she'd keep her mouth shut about a supposed affair, which Trump has denied, that he had with her. And what they did was they paid, it was $130,000 to keep her, her mouth shut, which it would be unusual for Stormy to keep her mouth shut. Right, if you know what I'm saying. But what what this hundred thirty thousand dollars? It was it had it, it uh, had a non-disclosure agreement attached to it, so she was going to get hundred thirty thousand dollars to keep her mouth shut. They didn't want any, um, well, I guess negative negative uh, uh, you know, publicity prior to the 2016 election because because they knew it was going to be close. So so what happened was this this lawyer paid Stormy Daniels $130,000. Trump supposedly, according to the, to the Manhattan DA, reimbursed Cohen, this, this, this scumbag lawyer, and he misrepresented. Now, I, I don't know if Donald Trump did this himself because I'm sure he doesn't do his own books. I don't see Donald Trump balancing his own checkbook, right? Right, you see what I mean? So, so there was an accountant somewhere, maybe a big firm or whatever. They they were trying to figure out how they were going to list this this expense of one hundred thirty thousand dollars, and they listed it as uh, what did they list it as? It was uh, a monthly retainer, is what they referred to it as. Now I don't know about you, but anytime I give a lawyer money, I figure it's a legal fee, right? Wouldn't that be what you'd think? I mean. It really doesn't matter what it was paid, what, what, what he did with that money. If you give a lawyer money, wouldn't you list that on your, on your taxes as, a, as a, uh, an attorney's fee? Of course you would. Of course you would. Now, Michael Cohen was 
was actually he, he ended up lying to Congress. He's a scumbag lawyer. He got um convicted and he's doing three years in jail. I'm sure it's he'll do a few months and he'll be out. He did lose his uh, law license. But at the end of the day, what they're saying is, and this is it. This it has nothing to do with the fact that he had that Trump supposedly had an affair. It has nothing to do with anything like that. It is a misdemeanor at best. They're saying that he falsified business records. That's it. Falsifying business records. I mean, the Department of Justice wouldn't even take this case. They said there's nothing here. But the Manhattan prosecuting attorney, the DA down there, decided to take this on as a cause because he is a Soros plant. That's what they want. They want, they, here's ultimately what they want. They want a picture. They want Donald Trump's mugshot. Okay. They're looking for another photo op. And they want the video, hopefully, of him in handcuffs walking into the federal building in Manhattan. That's what this is all about. So they can play that over and over nonstop on every mainstream media uh, uh, channel. They, they can put it in paper. They can put it. Everybody will be talking about that. This, this is the equivalent of um, what's the redheaded uh, comedian Griffith, the one holding Donald Trump's severed head. That's what this is. That's what this is. They want that as a photo op. They want to be able to show that and say, this is a bad man. We need to do something about him. He is a threat to democracy, which I've never figured out what he's a threat to democracy about. I've heard that over and over again. There's a billionaire talking about that today. I was reading an article about that. He's going after Donald Trump, and he brings up this fact that he's a threat to democracy. I have no idea what that means. They never elaborate on it. So ultimately, it's over this $130,000 payment that was supposedly made by Michael Cohen, a scumbag lawyer, to a porn star to keep her mouth shut. And she didn't. So Donald Trump sued her. So, and she lost. So now she owes Donald Trump money, which I guarantee she's never going to pay. But that's all this is about. It's nothing, it, he didn't kill anybody, he didn't shoot anybody. I mean, think about all the, the, the impeachments, uh, uh, the charges that have been raised against him in his four years in office. This is the best you could do. He lo they lost on every single one of these cases. Twice they tried to impeach him and, and nothing happened. Twice. We tried to, we tried to we're still claiming that he uh, incited, a, incited a, an insurrection, which they put that, that panel together and nothing ever came of it. They released that 40,000 hours of uh, uh, surveillance to Tucker Carlson. And when you start looking through it, there was nothing going on. Nothing going on. There were, there were, some, there were some bad people there, and a lot of them were Democrats, and a lot of them were FBI plants. So don't let anybody kid you when they talk about this. They, they incited the riot, and, and they're, they're walking away free and clear. Nobody's saying a word about that. But these poor people who went down there are now sitting in a jail cell in a gulag for the most part because the king didn't like them. And what that is is a warning to you and me and everybody else on, in the country that you do not protest. You do not do that. 
you do not exercise your constitutional right, because if you do, we'll throw you into the dungeon, and you will sit down there, and you will rot. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. And the only person standing between us and them is Donald Trump. And I'm going to get into that here in just a second about um, you know, DeSantis and, uh, and Donald Trump. By the way, DeSantis made a huge error this week. Huge error. Because when this, when this came up, when this came up and they started talking about arresting Donald Trump, you know, DeSantis, I, I kind of like, like Ron. I do. I think he's done a wonderful job in, in Florida. Uh, but you got to remember, he beat Gillum. His opponent uh, in 20, what was it, 2016? It doesn't matter. He beat his opponent in Florida for the governorship by a narrow margin. Gillum was a crook, and Florida almost had him as a, as a governor. And DeSantis beat him out. And remember this, guys the only reason Ron DeSantis beat Gillum was because of Donald Trump's endorsement. Donald Trump's endorsement adds five, six points to your, your favorability. It just does. He's, he's, he's got that, that gold touch. If he endorses you, you are on the fast track. You have got an advantage over your, uh, your opponent. If he endorses you, you are much more likely to win. And Ron DeSantis owes that to Donald Trump. He does. He does. He, he, is, he endorsed him. He told him what a great guy he was. Uh, and Ron DeSantis turned on him. That's exactly what he did. He waited two days, two or three days, to respond to the fact that Donald Trump said he was going to be arrested for this charge in Manhattan. Ron DeSantis didn't say a damn word. Not one single solitary word about it. He waited two days. Ron Paul actually came out and said something before Ron DeSantis did. Now, Ron DeSantis is not, has not officially um, uh, you know, declared that he's running for president. He hasn't done that. Okay? He hasn't done that. And so he's technically not in an in a, in a, uh, um, you know, election battle with Donald Trump. We all know he's probably going to. But he has officially not done that. So in order to improve his, his favorability, if, if, you, if you were asking me, what should Ron DeSantis have done? Ron DeSantis should have came out immediately. Immediately. As soon as Donald Trump released that, that, that Twitter, uh, that tweet, and said that he was expecting to be arrested on a Tuesday, Ron DeSantis should have come out and said, he should have subjugated Donald Trump. Donald Trump right now is a private citizen. He's, he's, not, he's not in office. He holds no uh, political uh, office whatsoever. He's a private citizen. He's from Florida. He moved from New York to Florida. So now he is a constituent and a citizen of the state of Florida, where Ron DeSantis is the governor. What would have been the perfect thing to do? The perfect thing to do, if I was Ron DeSantis' advisor, I would have said, Ron, you need to get out there immediately. Do it right now. Take the, take the bull by the horns. Tell them, let everyone know who the alpha male is in this case. That's what you should do. You should subjugate, he should have subjugated uh, Donald Trump. He should have came out and said, look, hey, 
I'm the big kahuna in Florida. I'm the man. I'm the badass. I'm the guy. I'm the man. I'm the godfather down here, okay? I'm the governor of one of the larger states in the United States. And you in Manhattan, you penny ante people up there are not going to harass one of my constituents. You're not going to do it. I'm going to come after you. We're going to do everything we can to prevent this. We're going to take you down. That's what he should have done. He should have defended Donald Trump. That's what he should have done. He should have came out immediately and defended him with no questions asked. Everything political, put it to the side. That's what you do. You come out and you take the high road and you do it immediately. That's what a, that's what a leader does. So what's Ron DeSantis do? He waits around two or three days. Then he comes out. And what's he do? He takes a pot shot at, at Donald Trump. Somewhere along the line, Ron DeSantis has been given the advice from his advisors that he can take Donald Trump down in this particular instance. Somebody's told him that, and he's bought into it. And that couldn't be a bigger mistake. What you're going to do, Ron, if you're listening, <laughs> I doubt very seriously if he is, and I'm not the only one saying this, but I agree with this logic. What you're doing is, see, see when you get elected, especially in a primary, when you, when you run for political office in a primary, you have to get your entire base on your side. The entire base. There's no way. You, in other words, in a primary, you have to go far right. You have to go far conservative. There, there is no middle ground. You are, you are as far right as you can be because you want to, you want to uh, uh, garner all of your party, the entire Republican Party. That's what you're after. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the, everyone who is conservative to vote for you against this other conservative. So you're going to, you, what you're trying to do is out-conservative the other guy. That's what you're after. Because you have to have those people. You have to in order to get, especially to get elected. In the primary, it's even more important because you have to beat another conservative. Now, when, you, when it comes to the general election and you're running against a Democrat, you have to move more back towards the center because you want people on, on the other side of the aisle, especially the independents, to vote for you, to say, okay, you know, he's conservative, but he, he sees, you know, he, he's come a long ways, and now he's in the gray area. I can vote for him. That's what you're after. Ron DeSantis, I, I, I tell you, he made a huge mistake here. He really did. He has pissed off the Trump supporters, okay? And by the way, Trump's approval has jumped 27 points since December of last year. Because in this country, and, I, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for the most part, in this country, Americans do not like bullies. They pull for the underdog. We, we, we do it in movies. We do it in sports. We do it everywhere. You, you have, a, you have a, a, a number one seed get defeated by a 16 seed in the NCAA. That's absolutely magical. People love that. They do. They love it. And Everyone hates a bully because everybody knows one or has been mistreated by one. That's what's going on right here. And when you don't defend the victim who's being bullied by someone, you lose all of the support of a large amount of people. You really do. I mean, if Ron DeSantis is probably going to run for president. I think it's a huge mistake. I think, 
I think if, if I was advising him, the man's young. He's young. He's, he's, got, he's got Florida, one of the larger states in the, in the, in the union, uh, it, a very, very prominent state. You've got it, it, the, the population's gigantic, and you're in charge down there, and you're doing a great job. Why not give it another four years? Come out endorse Donald Trump for president. Don't run against him. You can run in 2028, and I will vote for you. Right? Doesn't everyone feel that way? You should stay out of this. Stay out of this. This, There's no reason for this. You can wait four years. You're what? You're in your mid-40s? Come on. That's young when it comes to uh, politics. I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi. She's 90, right? You got, you got, uh, I mean, they're all old farts. They, they fart dust. That's how old these people are. They, they, they don't know anything about, you know, technology, none of that. It's ridiculous. So you've got plenty of time, Ron. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'll tell you what the problem is. He's got people that are advising him who are not, qualified to be doing this. And I'm not saying I am, but I can see, I can tell you this much, what you're doing right now is a mistake. And I I hope and I pray as much as I can that he, he, this, this, he has an epiphany and he says, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to run this year. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to support Donald Trump. I'm going to be on his side and we're going to win this thing. And if, if he did that, you and I and the country as a whole are looking at possibly, and I, and I mean, I'm, I know I'm going out on a limb here, but imagine if Donald Trump wins in 2024. Just imagine what will happen. First of all, there will be, I don't know how many uh, blue hairs probably blowing their brains out, you know, uh, committing suicide, which in my book would be a wonderful thing. I, I really do. I, I, I've had it with these people. I really have. These screeching, these screeching uh, 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 lunatics. I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And everybody I hate would go batshit. So that would be great in my book. So you've got four years of Donald Trump. And by the way, just to look at this, he is actually the incumbent. Say what you want. I know he, I know he lost. <laughs> right? Honk, honk. From this day forward, I'm going to use the word honk, honk. And when I say that... That is in reference to the 2020 election, because I may at some point want to put some of these on, uh, on YouTube, and I can't use, I can't say the things that I want to about the 2020 election. You know my views on that and what happened. So from this day forward, when it comes to shenanigans or, or underhandedness or ille- you know, uh, something illegal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the, the, the term honk honk, okay? So the 2020, you know, the election, the honk honk, you know, we all know what happened. Okay, he should be in office right now. He's not. It's the reality of it. There's nothing we can do about it. We've got an old codger, uh, an, an idiot, a, a, a nitwit, a person who can't even carry on a conversation. He can't read off of a teleprompter anymore. It's pathetic. It really is. This man is deteriorating in, in front of our very eyes. I saw, I, saw, I saw films of him the other day, um, of the 2016 election, when he and Hillary, you know, he was batting for Hillary, and, 
he was he was forceful he, he he could carry on a conversation he could give a speech he was passionate about it and this i'm talking about uh joe biden and then fast forward four year, you know six years into the future the man looks like he he's decrepit he he looks like a uh, a fossil is what he looks like and we're be, we're being led by an, an, an idiot and and i understand he's not in charge but the very fact that he looks like that is just it's just horrible it just really is so back to my point imagine we have four more years of donald trump donald trump comes out endorses and i'm not saying he needs that that desantis needs to be his uh his running mate i don't think that would work these guys don't like they don't like taking the back seat but i tell you who would i think would be a perfect pick either carrie lake or gnome from south dakota that gnome i believe that's her name she is gorgeous she really is and she's articulate she's a conservative she's perfect for that for that position uh, she's the governor of South Dakota. Absolutely perfect pick for that. So in my book, four years of Donald Trump, and then we, and then Donald Trump endorses Ron DeSantis, and we have eight years of Ron DeSantis. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. I really do. I think it would work. I think it's, it, it's if the Republicans had any, see, that's the problem. There, there's no one here that really wants Donald Trump. The Republicans don't even want him. They, they, they really don't, because that would be the strategy you would use if your heart was in the right place. If your heart was in the right place and you were actually worried and concerned and wanted to turn America around and the American citizen was your A number one, uh, who you were looking out for, you would, you would jump on board with this. You would. So this just goes to show you that they don't give two dams about you and me. And, and, and it, it will continue that way. I mean, there are, there are a handful that do, but I mean, the vast majority of these people are crooks. And that would be the way to do this. It really would be, but I, they're not going to do it. And I, if Ron DeSantis actually um, uh, declares he's going to run for president, I'm going to be very disappointed. I know, I, know it's, I know it's out there and they think that's what's going to happen and everybody's, he's using, he's using language that, you know, kind of sounds like he's already uh, uh, declared he's a, he's a candidate. He's visited Iowa, that kind of thing. I, yeah, he's on the track to do that. But I would like for someone to sit him down and say, Ron, this isn't your time. It really isn't. And you're going to destroy the Republican Party and the unity that really should be there. And, I, and I'm, really, I'm really sad because I kind of like, I, I kind of do like Ron DeSantis, but if he thinks that he's going to get this nomination and they're just going to let him do this and let him go, they're pro right now someone is digging into his past. They're making stuff up. It, 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 they're going to come after him with, with both barrels. And I hope he realizes that. Yeah. And I think it would be better off, he would be better off if he spent the next four years preparing for this instead of jumping into it right now. That's my opinion on that. I've got something else I wanted to talk about right quick. Um, I read this the other day, and, uh, well, I read several articles about this, and you've heard the word equity, right? Numerous times. It, 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 that is a term, that's, or a word that's being batted, batted around here for the last three or four years. Equity this, equity this, equity this, okay? Equity, I, I want you to understand, in the, in the progressive uh, dictionary, Equity is nothing more than eroding standards and destroying excellence in America. That's what equity is all about. And what do I mean by that? 
I mean, we do not promote excellence anymore. We don't. We don't. In, in schools right now, they are, they are dropping the standards. They're dropping the, the, uh, the performance. They're doing that to include everyone. And, and you know, you, you went to school with kids that were idiots. I mean, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm no scholar. Believe me, I was a C student at best. But there were kids that I, that I went to school with who were, who were smart. And they, 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 they excelled. And, we, and they had programs to help these kids excel. They were taking college courses in high school to try and prepare them to move on and to maybe go somewhere, become an engineer, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become a, a whatever. And, 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 they, and they provided this because these, these people were smart. They were, their standards were higher than mine. I didn't expect to be treated like that. Now, in order for this equity to take place, I have to be included with, those, with the smart people. So what do we do? In order for me to be included with these smart people, they have to lower the standards so that I can pass the test, so that I can get in the class. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is a, that is a, uh, that is a recipe for disaster in the United States. So anytime you hear the word equity, that is a Marxist term, and it's used to try to destroy America. That's what this is. This, it's exactly what this is. And they're, they're, they're camouflaging it. They're not coming right out and telling you they're doing that. Of course not. They've been trying for years. Communism has been trying for years and years and years, decades, you know, to take down America. And this is another secret uh, password, basically. It's like a secret handshake. We talk about it like it's, like it's a good thing. Equity. We want equity. And what do we do? We lower the standards in order to achieve equity. And when you lower the standards in anything, it's never good for anyone. It just isn't. Imagine lowering the standards, and they have. They have in the military right now. You know, the military serves two purposes. I want everybody to understand this. When they talk about the military and they talk about equity and they talk about uh, gender reassignment, uh, we're going to start paying for that. Uh, uh, we have to be inclusive. We have to be this. We have to be that. Uh, women on the battlefield, yada, yada, yada. The military is good for two things. Two things and two things only. We spend almost a trillion dollars a year, and sometimes more than that, depending on how you look at it, trillion dollars a year out of our national budget for the military. And what does the military do? It kills people and it blows shit up. That's it. That's all the military does. Okay? We're very good at it for the most part. And it's used as a a deterrent to keep people away from us, to protect our country, supposedly. Now, now you go to the southern border, no one seems to give a shit about an invasion of people in the southern border. Again, I go back to our, our inept and really disgraceful White House and, and the resident who lives there. Um, but at the end of the day, the military is good for two things. That's killing people and blowing things up. It's what they do. 
That's all they do. Why do we care about equity and inclusion in the military? I don't understand this. It, well, I do understand it because, it, again, it's an attack on democracy. The, 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 uh, uh, the communists, the Marxists, this is how they're attacking America. Yeah, we, and we haven't worried about that. You think the Chinese give a rat's ass about equity in their military? You think the Russians do? Do you think North Korea gives a flying damn about equity in their military? No, no. They're there for two. They train their people to kill people and blow shit up. That's what they do. And when we go up against them, and mark my words, we're going to at some point. It may not be in my lifetime. It could be tomorrow. We are going to lose because we are worried about some of the most insignificant things on the planet. Equity and inclusion. And, and, and we want to be safe. I, I, that's another one that drives me nuts. Yeah. A safe environment. You know, so we, I, can you imagine the, the military having um, safe spaces? I, I, I mean, th that, th that's the most ridiculous thing I, I've ever heard. The military is good for two things. Two things. I won't repeat them, but you know what they are. So when it comes to equity, this, this, this is, this, when you hear that word, just take my word for it. Or do your own investigation. Think what you want to, but equity, that means the destruction of America. That's what it is. They're trying to take us down. They want to lower our standards and basically destroy us from within. That's what this is all about. It truly is. So anyway, I've said enough on this, and I hope I helped you understand this Trump thing. It's all a <laughs> You know, I, I, I love it. It's, no pun intended, but it's a trumped up charge. It really is. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's all I got today. I, by the way, I wanted to mention something. I have actually been offered a, a position on a, uh, a startup network to do a hour show. And we'll see that where this goes. I, I'll get more into it as, uh, as, it, as, the, as it comes, you know, uh, to fruition, I guess is, is what I would say. It's, it's called the, uh, the GC, let's see, GCD network. It's a startup. It's a small one. I think they've got 45, 50,000, uh, viewers. It's a, uh, it's a free speech platform. I was contacted a couple of weeks ago and I did an interview with one of the, one of the, uh, hosts and it went really well. And then they called me back and said, Hey, you know, would you like, I guess they, they liked what I said or how I said it or whatever. and um, they, they offered me a spot. So we'll see how that all plays out. They called me back again. I didn't contact them. They contacted me. They, they saw me on true social. Uh, I post, I post links to my uh, podcast on there and they contacted me. One thing led to another. We'll, we'll see how that all goes, but I just wanted to let you know, there may be a time when I'm on, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. I, and, and then We'll have to, I have to talk to them about my own podcast here as opposed to doing theirs, how that works. If we, one can do, you know, we can do both. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll keep you updated on it. I just thought I'd mention that because it's, uh, it's kind of exciting to be noticed. That was, that was kind of neat. I, I, uh, I do these, I do these basically for, for therapy for my own myself <laughs> because I mean, I, I, I consider myself you're the, you know, the listener is the psychiatrist and I'm laying on the couch right now and I'm just basically just, uh, um, you know, going through my, the thoughts in my head and, and, 
and seeing where it leads. I always feel good after I get done with these things because I, I feel at least I got it off my chest. You know how that works. So anyway, again, thanks for listening and I will keep you updated on the other and uh, we'll be right back with the news. This is the Average Joe Podcast. Average Joe Podcast. All right, we're back. I, I, I got a couple, I got several things out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got several things I want to get through right quick. Uh, several, several uh, stories. I, I haven't talked to you in over a week, and I, I apologize for that, but things come up. Uh, let's see. The first one is a Democratic mega donor, Reed Hoffman, is looking to edge Trump out of the GOP presidential primary. Now, he, this top Democratic donor, his name's Reed Hoffman, is gearing up to push former Democrat or t- former President Donald Trump out of the GOP presidential primary by analyzing state trends to see where Democrats need to focus their efforts heading into the 2024 presidential election. Now, this guy looks like a doofus, okay? This Reed Hoffman, he looks like a complete and total moron. Uh, He's a billionaire, which just goes to show you that you don't have to be smart to be a billionaire. Again, I I don't want to get into that. This guy looks like a douche. He really does. Look him up. His name's Reed Hoffman. He looks like an idiot. This is the, this is the, I got a feeling this is the, the, uh, the successor to uh, George Soros. That's what I think. So he's, he's going to be, you're going to be hearing more about this clown. You really are. Um, uh, he's not, he's not going to boost Ron DeSantis, but he's going to try and go after him. They're going to use the, they're going to do the honk honk again is what they're going to do. And he's going to be involved in it. So remember that, remember that. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. KJP. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, uh, Miss Jean-Pierre, the uh, spokesman, Katrine, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre. I have a hard time remembering that because she's so damn ugly. I, I just can't hardly get past that. And it has nothing to do with being black. That is one of the, she is one of the most, she turns my stomach looking at her. She really does. Uh, she turns down the question about Chinese payments to Biden family. Now, now, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a million dollars that the Chinese, um, was 1.3 payment, uh, 1.3 million dollars in payments were made to the Biden family from a Chinese. Um, let's see, oh, it was a Chinese energy company, if I'm not mistaken, and they're they're closely linked to the uh, Communist Party. Now she doesn't want to touch this. Okay, she says uh, during a press conference, Jean Pierre claimed that all reports. Now this is all reports about the payments are lies and inaccuracies. She said, I'm just not going to respond to that from here. Okay, you're not going to respond to that. The funny thing is, they've found the deposits that went into accounts that the Bidens have control over. So I don't know what she's talking about, lies and inaccuracies. Either you got money from a Chinese-based company, or you didn't. And that's all the reporters are asking. I don't know how these reporters stand to be in that room with her. I really don't. I have said all along, if it was me, they should orchestrate a, a strike and just walk out on this, this effing bitch is what I think they should do. She is absolutely the worst. I used to think, there were times when I thought that the Pippi Longstocking was, was an idiot. It, she, she, runs, she runs circles around this broad. She really does. I, this is the worst press secretary in American history. How she gets up every day and goes out there knowing she's going to humiliate herself is beyond me. How could you do that? How could you do that and not just want to just go home? And I, I guarantee she's cried about this. She's probably on medication about it for this. 
Yeah. And I, I, <clears throat> she is the worst of the worst. I, uh, she, she, I get to the point where I can't even listen to her speak. She's so bad at her job. If I was that bad at my job, I wouldn't be in. I'd get fired, right? You would too. If you were this horrible at this. Yeah. And all she's there is just to take the heat. That's all it is. To lie her, her ass off and say whatever it takes just to try and placate these, these reporters. Because most of them are part of the mainstream media. I saw that African, um, what were the African Times? That guy got pissed off at her the other day and started yelling at her. And he's basically, they, they booted him out. Yeah. Because he got tired of it. And I don't blame him. Uh, let's see. Moving right along. A Mexican president says that Trump arrest is about keeping him off the ballot. <laughs> Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Abrado slammed the Biden administration for accusing him of corruption while abusing the justice system in America to engage in a political witch hunt against Donald Trump so that he doesn't appear on the ballot. I couldn't have said it better. And this is coming from a Mexican president. Even, the pre even people outside the United States understand what's going on. They can see it a mile away. It, 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 we have got such a mess in this country right now. I, I, it's, it's pretty bad when you're being, when, when, the, when the, the truth is being pointed to by, a, by you know, uh, they're not, it's not a Central American country, but it's close. And they're not exactly, I mean, Mexico's a nice place. It really is. And a lot of nice people. Uh, but, I mean, they're not, a, they're not exactly a, a, you know, a mover and a shaker for the most part. And this guy comes out and says, hey, they're doing this. They're after him. That's what they're trying to take him down. And he, and he couldn't be more right. Uh, let's see. Here's a good one. Virginia's diversity, right? Diversity. And here's the key word. Equity and inclusion office. Get, get this. I'm going I'm to read this again just so you remember it. Virginia, okay? Now, Virginia, a lot, a lot of blue. It's a blue state. Virginia's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Office. Okay, they have an office, a, a state office for diversity, equity, and inclusion office wants county employees to reveal gender identity and sexual orientation. They sent out a, a survey that cost the taxpayers $78,000, and they're asking their employees about their sexual orientation and their gender identity. Is that unbelievable? This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is a distraction. They don't want you seeing what's going on in front of your own eyes. They want you worried about stuff like this. And we're falling for it because they've, they've, they've taken this on. This is their mantra. Equity, inclusion, and diversity. And they're paying out of, with your tax dollars. I, I, if I was a Virginian, I'd be pissed. You send out a survey to ask what goes on in, in your employees' bedrooms? How intrusive is that? What was that? That is, that is about as big as Big Brother gets. And it's starting, it's like a cancer. It's starting to seep into our society. It really is. I mean, <clears throat> I would not surprise me <clears throat> years from now, maybe years from now, that because of some of the things I've said on this podcast, even though I don't have a huge amount of listeners and that kind of thing, that I get in trouble for this. That I get, I get uh, blackballed. I get, maybe I can't get a, uh, you know, I can't buy a car. I can't, who knows? Who knows? 
they may come and arrest me for stuff like that I've said. Even though I'm not inciting a riot, I'm just, saying, I'm just talking, I'm just saying what I believe. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about, they want to know in a survey what the sexual orientation of their employees are. Their job. Uh, unbelievable. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Uh, and speaking of that, again, we'll use the word equity once more. This goes to the kidney transplant controller. Okay. Now this is this is when when you sign up for a kidney transplant, you put your name on a list, and and, and then you're either you know depending on <clears throat> depending on uh, your needs and that kind of thing, it, it places you on a different place on the list. You know how that works. Well, the kidney transplant controller wants to distribute human organs based on equity. Once again, unbelievable. Yeah. It says a new organ waitlist policy would betray those who have already donated their organ and discourage others from donating in the future. Yeah, because if you donate a kidney to someone, maybe your relative or just, I don't know, someone you know, you actually go to the top of the list in case you ever need one. Not anymore. We're going to do it on equity. We're going to make sure the blacks, the homosexuals, the, the transgenders, they all get treated the same as you do. So even though I donated a kidney, I go to the bottom of the list maybe. That's what equity is all about. It's everywhere, guys. Yeah, so now we've got woke diversity training. Okay, now this, this is, uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, it says, rather than diminish military readiness, woke policies such as gender pronoun training help soldiers feel included, say top military officials. Yeah, woke diversity training helps soldiers feel included. Yeah. Th th Again, I go back to, I, I don't know if they've paid these people off, these generals and these, 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 these chief of staffs. And what is this? The military, the last thing you worry about in the military is whether or not a, so a soldier feels included. You, you want to know if you can fight back your enemy. That's what this is all about. That's the kind of... That's the kind of world we're living in right now. It's really sad. It really is. Uh, and here's some of the people that are directly involved in this. The squad, okay? You know who I'm talking about, the squad. And it includes the, uh, oh, uh, well, I think, I think uh, Ocasio-Cortez is one of them. There's, there's, there's five or six of them um, in Congress. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. The, um, the squad includes, and these are the founding members of this, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashid Tlaib, now she's a Democrat from Michigan, Elon Omar, a Democrat from Minnesota, and there's more of them. But in this particular instance, this, this, this is a guy here. It's, um, oh, let's see, what's his name? Uh, Bowman, Jamal Bowman. He's from... Uh, He's from the Bronx. He's a congressional district number 16 of New York, including the Bronx. And what he's saying is that uh, the, uh, uh, the TikTok is, is, is not as bad as you think it is. No, it, 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 we need TikTok. Uh, he says, Bowman has been skeptical of the claims that TikTok could send U.S. data back to China. He says, I haven't seen any hard evidence that TikTok is committing some form of espionage. The New York uh, congressman told NBC News on Monday. So NBC News, of course, they're, they're absolutely the, the end-all, be-all to uh, the truth. Uh, 
He says, what I've heard is speculation and what I've heard is innuendo. The idea that, oh, TikTok is the boogeyman is just part of a political fear-mongering that's happening. Folks, the the TikTok is absolutely uh, an insidious uh, form of spying going on by the Chinese. Don't, Don't let anybody kid you. And the fact that this guy likes it is another reason to hate it. Right. Okay. So now we've got, uh, uh, let's see here. Arkansas, Arkansas bans. Let's see. Arkansas bans transgender students from using restrooms that don't align with their biological sex. Okay. I think this is wonderful. Uh, the quote was our schools are no place for the radical left's woke agenda. I'm all for that. Arkansas is, is wonderful in my book now. Yeah. Say what you want. You know the um, the uh, the the jokes about Arkansas. Say what you want. At least they're not letting men go into women's bathrooms. Okay, I think that's a good idea, and and and, and I think they're one of the uh, states too that has moved to where um, uh, males cannot play in female sporting events. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I'm hoping Missouri does that soon. I really am. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I believe, I believe that's all I got right. Oh my goodness. I'm at 53 minutes. I apologize. So we'll move on. Uh, we're over for the day. Okay. And I will see you next time. And I will keep you updated on this, uh, this other, uh, you know, other promotion I got going on with this, this place. And let's see it. It is, uh, what is it? March 23rd. And Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to The Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.